ignite your passion for God and for His work. Listen to Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo, the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Oyibi Cathedral. He comes your way on this podcast with the creative force of God's Word. Bishop Ogo also pastors the Flaming Fire Service, a vibrant youth service with energetic young people who are ablaze for the Lord. He is also the evangelist of the Greater Love Gospel Crusade, a unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving Word of God. Now, listen to Bishop Edwin Ogo.
you may please be seated. I want to welcome you to church. And um, I've, I've enjoyed the excitement of teaching from this small but very, very big book, The Key Facts. Clap your hands if you understand. And uh, tonight, I want to continue on from where we left off last Saturday. And we thank God for the privilege and the grace to be in church today. Last week, I began to teach from chapter 7 and the title was Grow in Your New Life by Reading the Bible Regularly. Grow in Your New Life by Reading the Bible Regularly. I have been in the Lord for close to 40 years. I will still say that this is my new life. Because what I know now compared to what I should know makes me a baby in the Lord. So if I am a baby in the Lord Then most of you should consider yourselves um, <laughs> Embryos Somebody will say blastocysts <laughs> Blastocysts It's very important you have the mind that you have not arrived God is great God is big. God is deep. God is wide. And the last thing you want to do when you come close to him is the attitude that you know him. And you know it all. And I have arrived. Your attitude should be that I need to grow in the Lord. I need to grow. Everyone as I'm preaching, I have a great need to mature in the Lord. And our growth in the Lord is based on one thing. And that one thing is the word of God. The word of God. You know, something bad has happened to Christianity. And what has happened to Christianity is that 
the word of God has vanished. There is no word of God. There is no word of God. When we got born again, where when we got born again, we were confronted with the Bible all the time. We went to church holding this. There were telephones then. I am privileged that I grew up. I was born in the era of the telephone. Because some people were not born in that era. There were phones. You could call London. All you had to do was go to the post office and call. You could telephone exchange. (laughs) PNT exchange. But you could call. But you always saw this. People going to church, holding this. Pastors preaching, holding this. So you knew that there was something called the word of God. Today, it doesn't exist. Because of advancement and technology, no one sees the word of God. We see your phone. We know the word of God is on the phone. But the word of God is now no more a unique entity that stands out identifiably. That anyone can point to and say, this is the word of God. Now, in our modern era, the word of God has been mixed up with news, phone calls, pornography. The very thing you use for pornography is what you use to read your Bible. The very thing you use to chat with people. So there's nothing like a special something by the side called the word of God. It's now part of your gossip. Those days we used to watch the news. Was it 7.30 or 7 o'clock GBC? 7 o'clock news. (laughs) GBC. There was news coming from a television and there was Bible. Now, the very box that the news comes from on your tablet is also where the Bible is. So the Bible has literally become like what we say a needle in a haystack. You need to rummage through the rubbish in your life to pick a word of God. A word from God. So today's Christian does not know, many of you sitting here don't know the Bible as something separate. That is different from a phone call. That is different from newspapers. Now, everything is mixed up. 
how I long for those days. When my pastor would preach and would hold the Bible. And I think I'm going to start holding the Bible. The print is small. Make sure I have my glasses. I'll wear my glasses and read. Because I need to let the Bible be in your face. Yes. I must confront you with the Bible. Because you don't know the Bible. You don't know. This is the Bible. Hey. I know where I take my nonsense. You should know where you take your nonsense. Today, many of you who call yourselves Christians don't know Bible. Where is your Bible? your Bible? I mean, what, I'm asking a question. If that's the message, you know, can have, but the, 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 where is your Bible? Where? Where is your Bible? Your Christian life does not exist without a Bible. Anyone sitting here listening to me who doesn't respect Bible is yet to be a Christian. You, you can be a billionaire but you're not a Christian. You can be the president of mass but you're not a Christian. Salvation the basis of our salvation is the word of God. That's why Jesus himself is called the word. He appeared in Revelation as the word. And John said in the beginning was the word. Pastors, we have work to do. Today, talking about the Bible in the church, like what I'm doing now, is like describing something on Mars or Jupiter to a Christian or to somebody on earth. It's foreign. So we hardly have Christians today. Hardly. Because we are born of the word. What we have today, like many of you seated here, is churchgoers. People, some of you were literally dragged to church. Because somebody wants to fill his forms. 
when the word of God is not in you, you've lost everything called Christianity. That's why last week I shared four important facts about the Bible. The Bible. Where's my Bible? Four important facts. Number one is that the Bible, the word of God, the Bible is God's word to mankind. Anyone who makes a machine, makes a manual. Every creator of a creation writes a manual that helps the created object to function well. God is the creator. He made us his creation. And the manual he gave us is the Bible. That's the manual we use. If you put it aside, you will blow your... I remember one day, my wife went to, I forget where, America. And she bought me, she, she came to me, I was in Singapore. Was it London? She came, but I was in Singapore. But she came from London or America. And when she was meeting me in Singapore, she brought me a beautiful gift. I forgot what, something electrical. Was it a charger, something, a charger or a Bluetooth speaker? I think so. She came. As soon as she arrived in the hotel room, she gave me the gift. I, I, was, I, was, I was blown away. Nicely packaged. So, I said, I need to charge it and start using it. Yes. As soon as I plugged it, oh! Oh, it was Korea, not Singapore. All right. I was in Korea then. Korea. You'll be there. Korea. What was it? A Bluetooth speaker or something? I mean, before, before our eyes in the hotel room, I mean, we couldn't believe it. <laughs> Three minutes into the use of the gift, because I have not read that I, I should use a certain type of power, electrical power. There was a manual, and I had thrown away the manual. Some of you, your life has exploded. Poe, your life is a poe. Your life is exploded. Paul, because anyone, the one who made these speakers, this, this, I'm sure this microphone came with a paper in it. There must be. When you buy a phone, there must be a paper or a little booklet to show you what this is, how to do this, so that you don't use the phone to iron. The Bible is God's word for mankind. I taught this. I, I enjoy going over the thing because it helps you. It's revision. Am I doing something bad? Oh, I should stop it and call the sister to sing. Number two is that God's word gives us direction for our lives. Yeah. When you read the Bible, it tells you what to do. Which friends to have. It guides you. 
the Bible will tell you how to spend your Saturday evening, your Sunday morning. The Bible will tell you what you can read and what you can't read. Yes, the Bible will tell you who to marry or who not to marry. There is no detail of your life. The Bible says in Psalm 119, 105, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. If you are married, today I, I officiated a wedding. I told them to do what is good. <laughs> Just go and do what is good. If it's not good, don't do it. And the goodest thing to do is read your Bible. It's the goodest. I'm reading. And the word of God also, this Bible, helps you to change your thinking. Because really... I am how my mind works. <laughs> you see what you are wearing? How your hair is. It shows the state of your mind. But whose mind? Your sister's mind? No. When the madman was described in the Bible, his appearance came with it. In fact, when he was healed, Mark 5, his appearance was mentioned. How your mind works is what determines even, forget about your degree, your, your appearance, what you chose, how you, how, what you've done to your hair shows how your mind also is. Kadiga Boka. I can talk to you and know the state of your mind. I can observe you and know the state of your mind. And many of us are sick. Our minds are twisted. Only God's word corrects your mind. So one of the things Paul boasted about is he said, we have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. Our minds work the way Christ's mind works. He told some people in a city called Philippi, he wrote to them and said, let this mind be in you. Because the mind in you determines everything. Some of you were in school, you didn't finish school, you will leave school and go and kill lizards, steal mangoes, chase girls. It's the mind. It's not your father. It's not your sister. It's the mind. When you see a man naked walking about, it is his mind. So in the medical school, in second year, when we studied anatomy, that is the structure of the human body, one and a half years, we studied the, bone, the bones, the muscles, the blood vessels, from hair, hair to toe. Not head, hair to toe. Everything, perfect anatomy. We used the dead bodies of madmen 
Of course, some of bodies were also rejects. The families said, we don't know him because he's, he's only going to bring us a debt. May you not die leaving a debt behind. We don't know him. Nobody came to claim him. But if that man was a millionaire, he would have had relatives. <laughs> Different factions would be fighting over him. Well, the point I am making is that the bodies we used to study anatomy were the bodies, most of them were the bodies of mad men and women. Mad. But the body was perfect. Kidneys, anatomical. Hepatic. Even the microstructures. Muscular attachments, arterial pathways, venous pathways. I'm preaching to our students. Yes, lymphatic systems, saculaba. We studied everything. Yes, osteology, osteology. Madmen had a perfect body. What was wrong with them was the mind. Fortunately, we are not studying the mind. We are not psychotherapists. Your behavior is a product of your mind. So when that man met Jesus in Mark 5, and they were reporting that he had met Jesus. One of the things they mentioned was that he was in his right mind. Because he had met the word. He was in his right mind. A lot of things people do. They are not in their right minds. Even church members. Even Christians. I tell myself. Don't worry too much about this person. He's not in his right mind. Hopefully before he dies, one day he will come to his senses. One day he will come to his right mind. One day she will come to her senses. I pray I'm in my right mind. A lot of people are not in their right minds. Now, 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 listen to this one. The word of God, the Bible, affects your mind. It changes your way of thinking. So much that if you see a girl, like I've met this girl, I want to marry her. I will not say this is my girlfriend. Because, um, you see, when you say girlfriend, it brings a mind. So I say, oh, this is my beloved. Please meet my beloved. Yeah, yeah, you are yeah, yeah. From now on, you are yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you see uh, somebody who is into drinking, Somebody like you, who's into pornography. It's how your mind is working. And the Bible, the Bible has a special way of helping you by changing how you think. If you read the Bible often, it will affect your thinking. If you read the Bible properly, uh, was it, is it today? I'm going to talk about quiet time. And the last thing I said was, God's word will make you a strong believer. Today, I'm going to talk about quiet time. But before I do, there's a little bit of 
something very interesting we need to learn in chapter 7. Three things you must do with the word of God. Three things you must do with the word of God. I think I should be able to preach on Sunday reading from my Bible. And also the scriptures we project, they don't help us. The scriptures we project on the screens. I'm thinking about it. We may stop it. I'm looking at I'm, I'm thinking. Is your Bible here? Can you please stand to your feet? Do you work? An accountant? You work somewhere? Where's your Bible? You didn't bring your Bible. Why? Because you believe that it will be projected on the screen. <laughs> but, but, but you yourself, don't you think that even when I say something about a verse, wouldn't you want to write something by in your Bible? When I had the Bible, it, the, my first Bible, I mean, it was colored. Red, green, blue, I mean, things. You come to church. Did you go to school? Are you educated? You've been to... You've done wasi. You pass wasi. Wow. Did you ever go to school? Attend classes? Did you go with textbooks? Did you go with exercise books? Did you go with pens? So why do you come to church without it? Your textbook. I know him, that's why I've made him stand up. I, will, I can never ask you to stand up. Hey, you beat me after church. <laughs> no, it's not good. You see, you see, also, you see, there is something called attitude, which, which, which speaks. You see, if you go to church without a Bible, you are actually displaying a certain Lightness, light, like church is light because the places, even even when we were clubbing those days, when we used to club, we went with certain alcohols. Yeah, we just didn't walk into a club. Of course, we had our jots, we had the but we we went with special alcohols. So as you are there, there's beer, there's Guinness, there's everything. But we had certain, I mean, everybody had his favorites. Even nightclub, you don't go there empty-handed. How can you come to church empty-handed? How? When did it happen? How did it happen? Sorry, this is didn't shout. How did it happen? Why? School. You go with something in your hand. If you go to work, you go with something. If a doctor is going to work, he has at least a patella hammer or a stethoscope. 
If a carpenter is going to work, he goes with something. Everybody, even a thief, when he's going to work, he goes with something. How can you, how can you come to church and there's nothing in your hand? It shows that it's not important. Your relationship with God is not important. Away with God. This God nonsense. The person who brought you to church is disturbing you. If you had your own way, you wouldn't come and sit here and listen to this nonsense. What, what, what church? Some foolish pastor preaching about some nonsense God. That is what your attitude is. Imagine going for an interview. But, can you please stand up? That's how you dress to an interview. You are going for, to be interviewed medical school, bank, whatever. If it's of even visa cry, you wear a tie. Mm, if you there, imagine going for a, 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 an interview, the medical school, law school, and you are wearing this. Is it bad? That's a way you appear. Which tells you that this man doesn't understand. He doesn't have any respect for the law profession. Your Highness, is that how to dress for a law interview, law school interview, or being called to the bar? Is that how to dress? They don't even allow you through the gates. Maybe we should start looking at Bible. Without a Bible, don't come into the church. Oh, that's true. No Bible, no entry. No Bible, no entry. Pastor announces that no, no Bible, no entry. In his, in his, in his, in his, in his, in his sermon on the the 6th of February, the, 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 uh, the, the bishop of the Macanet Church, the chairman of the Macanet Church, Bishop Edwin Ogo, in a sermon to his constituents, to his, to his, um, uh, 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 no, there's another word, congregants, to his congregants, uh, uh, um, highlighted the need to have the word of God as one's personal paraphernalia. And he instituted a rule in the church. One may wonder at this time whether this pastor is not driving away those whose, whose souls need to be healed by the Lord. Trending. I beg you, next week, come with your ten fingers. You can even come with seven fingers. You can come with even one arm. It's up to you. We have walked with God. The Bible says, to be spiritually minded is life. It's life. And to be carnally minded, not careful to walk spiritually, it will create death. I love my Bible. Three things you must do with the word of God. Number one, desire the word. Just three things. Maybe I'll talk about quiet time next week. Because, you know, because of coronavirus, we must end the service within two hours. So we are, we, we are going home. Yeah. The first thing is desire the word. First Peter chapter 2, verse 2. First Peter chapter 2, verse 2. As newborn babies, 
desire the sincere milk of the word. Do you have a Bible? 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 Today's your first time, you know, so all of you today's your first time. Auntie brought you. You brought them. As newborn babes desire desire the sincere milk that you may grow. Your relationship with this book I'm explaining today your relationship with this book. Number one is desired. The way a guy chases a girl. Chase the Bible. A Christian, I, 1 Peter 2, 2, you saw it there. As newborn babies, desired. That is, that is, you, a Christian, a new believer, cannot have a neutral disposition towards the word of God. Like, you are neutral. No. It must be actively positive. Actively positive. Desire. I heard of a sister... Who lives in a she, she's sitting in church here. She lives in the posh parts of Ghana, Accra. I mean, on the highest ends in Accra. Like OEB. <laughs> no, not like OEB. Posh. Hmm. This sister. Bypassed restaurants. At least I know of an Indian restaurant, a tandoori. I know of a Chinese restaurant in her area. And some other power, at least there's also a hotel in the, I mean, not too far. She walked for two hours because she needed house cocoa. But where she lives, you won't dare to be. What? How's that? What? I mean, if she was living with me, she just opens the gate. It's lying in front of me. It's in your face. But where she lives, such things are not found in her area. Why did she bypass tandoori's? Why did she bypass Chinese restaurant? Why did she bypass high-end restaurants? Polo restaurants? Because her desire for Hausa Coco was strong. May your desire for the word of God be strong. Bypass Facebook. Bypass pornography. Bypass WhatsApp. Sorry, this I shouldn't shout. Bypass. 
daily guide. Chinese restaurant couldn't stop her. Kadagoda. You've not been to a Chinese restaurant. The, the, the aroma alone, you speak Chinese. With their lanterns. A Chinese restaurant couldn't stop her. Indian spices couldn't stop, And I know her. She likes Indian food. But that day, Diko Katuma Kataka, Gagada Bagada, my God, receive the ability to bypass things that would like to stop you in your journey to the word of God. Desire it. Go for it. Tomorrow morning, don't do Facebook first. Let your desire, and listen to me, it's not from God. Stop praying. Stop praying. Stop praying. It is when you have gone to the word. It's when you have gone to the word. That before you start. You will close your eyes and say. Open thou my eyes. That I might behold wondrous things in thy word. O Lord. In Jesus name. Amen. But no power will draw you. You got to draw yourself to the Bible. If you don't, if you've not read your Bible, you didn't read it. It's not because there's a curse on you. You are cursed. I am blessed. He is blessed. He is cursed. That's why he reads the Bible and she doesn't read it. You chose the things you want to do. You do it without prayer. I said the things you want to do. They say I shouldn't shout. The things you want to do. You do them without prayer. Do you pray before you watch pornography? I'm asking a question in English. Do you pray before you watch pornography? Do you need prayer to watch pornography? When you are with the girl, do you pray before you 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 touch her? So the things you want to do, you do them. How is it possible that now the word of God there is, is an angel who must carry you and 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 and, and parass you to, to the word of God? If you've not read your word of God, you haven't read it. There's no curse on you. There's no angel. There's no God. Besides, the Bible will never change its position. Your desire is what makes you get the word of God. If you've not got it, it means your desire is not there yet. Blaming the angel didn't wake me up. Number two. What's number one? Number two. You must have a daily quiet time. Every day. Every day. When we say daily, 
It means every day you must go to the word of God. But it doesn't mean once a day. It doesn't mean once a day. Because the things you want to do. A brother came to stand on our stage here to share testimony. When he was not in his right mind, he could masturbate seven times a day. Our, this is our church. He came to stand here. I'm not the only one who attends this church. We are also here. <laughs> you know, fine. You know, fine. If I'm to show a Nigerian movie here right now, everybody will come alive. If I'm to show uh, some series, Usupadora, um, what, what are some of the series in town? Usupadora, Brigitten, Brigitten, Victoria, Sir, what is it? Elemausi. Is that a series? Elemausi. Bible, dear, when the pastor is preaching the word of God. You know, fine. Receive energy. Receive attraction. Receive energy for the word of God. Take it one. Take it two. I receive it. Read your Bible. Every day, Joshua 1 8. This book of the law, I'm taking my time. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. But thou shalt meditate therein day and night. You see, the Bible, the prescription we have to help us to use the Bible is day and night. In in, in nursing or pharmacy, pharmacology, we call it BD, twice a day, day and night. Thou shalt meditate therein day and night. That thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous and thou shalt have good success. So many Christians are not succeeding. We are failing in our personal lives, we are failing in our marriages. We are failing in our businesses. Many of you, young boys, some of you must be about 20 years, 19. You've been sacked from four jobs already because you don't even know how to, how to arrange yourself in life. How to arrange yourself. This book of the law, this book of the law shall not depart. This book shall not depart out of thy mouth. But do you know why he said out of thy mouth? Because when that verse was written, the way they read was by reading aloud. Like how the Muslims read now. That's the, how the Muslims read is the proper way of reading. Yes, this type of quiet, meditative, library reading, it leads to bad grades. You'll be there in the corner of a library, you sleep. Ah. They just wake up with your books as if you are finished. 
I've been to school. Real reading. The reading that sex, you read aloud. But that culture is gone in the Western world. Doesn't exist in the Western world. So if you remember, in Acts, is it eight? When Philip went to Gaza and he met the eunuch, he was reading aloud. And Philip heard. And he went to him and asked him, do you understand what you are reading? He said, how can I? Except some man should explain. Try to read aloud. So, so, so that's how come they said, it must not depart out of thy mouth. Because that is how they read it. But thou shalt meditate therein day and night. It's not even about preaching. That, that shall not depart out of thy mouth. It's not about preaching. It's not, it's not talking about preaching. Joshua 1.8 is not a preaching verse. It's a reading, meditating, internalizing verse. And you might as well be in your room reading aloud. I'm having a good time tonight. And number three. What's number one? Desire. And when I, whenever I say desire, remember the sister who lived somewhere and bypassed Chinese restaurant, Indian restaurant, hotel restaurant, whatever restaurant, and went to look for Hausa Coco, walking for two hours. It's called desire. When I say desire, what, what am I saying? What should occur to you? The woman left somewhere, high end, high end, and she did what? She bypassed. Yeah, so when I say desire, the, the, the big words that should come to you is bypass things. We know your desire by the things you bypass. So one beloved had a nice sister as his beloved. She, he was going to marry her. They are married now. But just like some people take, we go and watch movies, we go and watch, you go to a restaurant. He, in his relationship, he used to write poems. Poems. And one of the poems he read to us. The girl was there and he read it. And the title of the poem was, You Have Blocked My View. You Have Blocked My View. And then he went on and on. And he said, since I met you, I see no one else. Wherever I turn, even your shadow depicts your reality. You have blocked my view. Clap your hands. Beautiful. Are you learning? <laughs> Ricardo. You have blocked my view. When you desire something, it blocks your view. You don't see Chinese. You don't see Indian. You don't see kebab. You don't see wache. You only tell you get Aisha. 
until you get house of cocoa, you are not satisfied. As a deer panted after the waters, so my soul longeth after thee. You are joking with your Christian life. But from today, you are coming up again. I said, from today, you are becoming serious again. From today, you are going to become an avid desirer of God's word. Number two is what? Must have your daily quiet time. And number three, I end. Be determined. Be determined to be a doer. Three things you must do with the word of God. Number one, desire it. Number two, daily. So, three days, desire, daily quiet time, and doer of the word. Three days. Desire, daily quiet time, and doer. When you read the word of God, three things you must do. Number one, desire it. Daily quiet time and do it. The word of God never helps you till you've done it. The power, hello, the power of the word of God is not in memorizing it. A lot of people who quote verses are fornicating freely. Quoting a verse doesn't mean you know God. I had a lecturer in anatomy. He was once the vice chancellor of University of Lagos. Anatomy. You don't have any idea what I'm talking about. Complex structures. He came for lectures with his chalk. That's all. I sat there. I couldn't even write notes. I was just looking at him. Is this a human being? He starts. Hey, I mean, it's, it's wonderful. It's very wonderful. I mean, everything is in his head. St- pathways, the structure, inserts here, innovation, the superior, this, the inferior, the lateral passes under the chalk. Hey! AYA. So I can imagine that man getting a Bible to memorize verses. But it means nothing. Ladies and gentlemen, food means nothing to you until you've eaten it. Food means nothing. Everything has what must be done with it for it to mean something. I can give you only two. Food means nothing until you have eaten the food. That is when food is food. Before it enters you, it's a picture. It's an image. Water means nothing. Somebody said, in the abundance of water, a fool is thirsty. It must be in Proverbs also. The abundance of water. A fool is thirsty. Water doesn't, can I have a bottle of water? Can I have it? This doesn't mean anything. This thing. It means nothing. Till it enters you. The bit, the little bit that enters you, 
becomes what benefits you. You can have a gallon, a tank of water. It means nothing till it has entered you. The word of God means nothing. Not till it has entered you. Till it has been obeyed and done. If the word of God cannot make you forgive her, then it it means nothing to you. If the word of God cannot make you stop fornicating with her, then it means nothing. Listen, I, I told you, food must be in your mouth. Open it for me. Water. I mean, I'm thirsty already. It is now water to me. Until it has moved from the bottle into my mouth. It means it's, it's as useful as sand, stones, rabbits, tear, paper. It's when it... I see you are licking your mouth even behind it. It's very nice. Beautiful. My dear friend, it's only when you envy it. It's, it's only when Can I tell you something? The word of God the word of God, the word of God, it's not for us to memorize. Owning a Bible doesn't mean anything. The only way the word of God will benefit you is when you do. Not when you read. When you do. Say do. Obey. The word of God should be able to get you to stop Betting. Oh, they can't hear me. I said the word of God should be able to get you to stop betting. The word of God should be able to get you to stop staying at home on Saturday nights and come to church. The word of God should be able to get you to serve him until you are doing something because of the word of God. It has not benefited you. The word of God doesn't benefit you by being memorized. Peter told Jesus, we've told you all night, but nevertheless, at thy word, I will cast until we see you cast the net. It has not benefited you. Until we see you cast the night. There's no word. The Bible is greatest blessing to you. It's not by owning Bibles. It must lead to a visible, tangible, discernible change in your life. Three Ds. Desire it. Daily read it. 
Stand to your feet. Close your eyes, please. Close your eyes. If you are here today and you are not born again, every eye closed. I'm going to pray for you now. You want to receive Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. You want to be born again today. Wherever you are, please lift your hand. I'm going to pray for you now. Please lift your hand. I'm going to pray for you. You want to be born again. Yes, lift it high. Pastor, if I die now, I'm going to hell. Pastor, please pray for me. I see your hand. I see your hand. If I'm to die right now, I'm going to hell. Pastor, please pray with me and help me to know Jesus Christ. If your hand is lifted up right now, if your hand is up, I want you to come. Come to me here. Come. Come. Take your Bible. Take your Bible, your bag, your notebook and come. I'm waiting for you. Come. Beautiful. You can also come if you want to receive Jesus. Come. me heavenly father oh say heavenly father i am sorry for my sins tonight i come to you and i ask you please forgive me please wash my sins please have mercy on me and make me your child from today i receive you from today i declare that i will walk with you i will serve you I'm not going back like a dog to my vomit all the way with Jesus. It's a new life. Father, I pray for those who are going to help these ones to be established. Anoint them. Give them a real passion and help them to love these ones and to care for them. In Jesus' name. Amen. You see our pastor, uh, please. Do you see our pastor standing there? He has, you see how he has stretched his hands like Jesus. It's like Jesus. That's exactly what Jesus does. Uh, come to me. So please go to him. He's, he stands for Jesus. So he's going to help you. Clap your hands for Jesus. I want us to take our communion. Take it, this is my body Which was broken for you Drink, this is my blood Which was shed for you Lift your bread Lift your bread 
Say this is the body of Christ. Oh, say this is the body of Christ. As I eat it, I'm committing myself to endlessly desire the word of God. This is the body of Christ. Let's eat it. When I see the blood, oh, when I see the blood, yeah, I will pass away. Lift your cup. Say the blood of Christ. Blood of Christ. For power. For power. Power to walk with Him. Power to obey. Power to obey. Power to live for Jesus. The blood of Christ. Let's drink it. When I see the blood, yeah. When I see the blood, yeah. Lift your hands. Let me pray for you, Father. I release a blessing of stability, of increase. The blessing of the desire. The three days. May they desire. May they daily read. And may they be doers. We thank you for this great blessing. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated.